0: It's called the Radiopotomy app. Find it in your Google Play or Apple App Store. From your friends at News Talk 710 KURV. The morning news on 710 KURV. Top newsmakers. Here's Sergio Sanchez.
1: Let's get an airport update. Jeremy santos is the interim director of aviation for McAllen's Airport. Let's start with uh, the new marketing campaign that we saw of late, uh, the airport and UTRGV Sports. Tell me about that one, uh, Jeremy.
2: Uh, Good morning, Sergio. Thanks for having me on the show. Yes, sir. Uh, So we are now the uh, official airport of the UTRGV Vaqueros, And it was a great uh, partnership to get into because of the impact that UTRGV has on the community and the area. Uh, Being the higher learning institution that they are, and the lives that they impact, uh, we too feel we have a big impact on the community. And seeing all these uh, athletic groups that travel in and out of the airport, and not just the home team, not just the Vaqueros, but all the visiting teams as well, uh, we just figured this was a natural partnership to work together um, in addition to the other partnerships that the city is working on with you. Okay. so Yeah, on the, I was going to ask you on the business
1: side. Of, uh, so it does mean... That visiting universities plus our university, that's the go to airport. Then they will book through McAllen first before they book mm-hmm. anywhere else. Right? That's correct. Okay, and and it dovetails. It, it, it compliments real nice with the whole Cowboys thing and Vaqueros, Cowboys. How much longer is the the Dallas Cowboy uh, sponsorship or the the official airport designation for McAllen? How much longer is that campaign?
2: Uh, well, you know, we'll continue working with it. Um, it's it's shown some very positive results. Uh, as you know, last month we had uh, Michael Irvin down, um, and it's it's a great uh, uh, partnership with them as well because it ties into our Metellum Holiday Parade, which again is connecting families through the holidays. Uh, this you know award-winning parade, world world uh, recognized uh, parade that the city has, and so tying all that together, I think helps uh, the community as well. So we'll continue to work with them. All right.
1: The interim director of aviation for for our airport in McAllen, Jeremy Santos-Coy. Let's look at some of the boarding numbers and and business of late. Numbers up or down, Jeremy?
2: Uh, Things are looking really good. We've seen a lot of positive trends. Uh, Actually, we are plus 10% uh, year over year. Uh, So things are looking really good. After three of the last four years, we'll start uh, setting uh, numbers. So. 10% 10% increase means we're, you know, we're growing, and, and market seats are up 8%. Uh, empty seats are down 2%, and both factors are. up Plus those numbers out so for me. You, you said,
1: uh, th- did you say market seats? Is that what you said?
2: Yes, sir. Well, what does that? What does that, that, that mean? Well, that what What is means the amount of seats that are available uh-huh. uh, with the with the airlines here at our? At oh, I our see.
1: Home. So they have made an 8%. The airlines uh-huh. have increased the capacity of the number of people uh, up 8% by just bringing, what, bigger planes?
2: Yes, sir, the number of seats. And so when you see these larger jets coming in, like with American Airlines, uh, you see the majority of of their uh, departures being uh, the big uh, narrow-body jets.
1: Sure. So market availability up 8% compared to the same time last year. You said boardings about 10%. Compared to the same time last year, Muscle Menos, ballpark figure. What's the how many thousands of people do you process at the airport on a month to month basis at McAllen?
2: Uh, in a month, probably about uh, thirty, about thirty um, right thousand. Thirty some month. Right now, we're yes, sir, So right now, we have six hundred twenty-seven thousand uh, total activity.
1: Okay, and that's about ten percent right now compared to the same time last year. If you were to yes, extract. Sir the individuals who, you know, being processed at the border, some of them are being sent over to the airport with their uh, little folders and their new chunklets, you know, the folks that crossed the border were processed by Border Patrol, and a lot of them were taking planes. If you take that traffic out, what would you say is the increase in actual traffic, business and tourism uh, from McAllen? Would you say it's half of that, or what would you say?
2: Well, we, you know, what we do is we track inflaments and deplayments and we'll, on the legacy carriers, which are the Americans, the United, the Deltas, you'll see a little bit of, of a difference, um, and it's not just us; it's across the valley. Um, you'll see the difference in payments and deflaments, where you see the inflaments a little bit higher, and so you'll see probably about three uh, percent to five, six percent uh, across the valley. So. I think, uh, uh, you know, region-wide, and it's not even here locally in the region. You know, you see it in San Antonio and Houston, and so I think it's just a, an airport thing. But, you know, as, as uh, we receive passengers and they have a ticket, I mean, they're, they're uh, welcome to uh, fly out.
1: So the difference between outbound and inbound uh, is generally what, like 5% difference between outbound and inbound?
2: Yeah, looking across the valley, it's between 3 to
1: 5%. Okay. Uh, is that a higher number than normally what would be because of all the uh, immigration situation that we're in right now?
2: No, we've typically seen that trend uh, over the last few years.
1: Okay. Who's serving McAllen? Uh, Jeremy Santoscoy, he's the interim director of aviation at our airport in McAllen. Who's serving the air? Give me the, the airlines right now. And do you expect any seasonal um, a refire, any seasonal refire? Um, Um, participation here pretty soon
2: so right now we're we're working with American Airlines which is holds about 48 percent of our market share then United with 34 percent and then Allegiant with about 18 percent and so you get a pretty good mix of uh, business and leisure and uh, so we'll see probably changes coming up uh, as we head into the holidays with a little bit probably a little more frequency as you get closer to the Thanksgiving and Christmas area so that those those times will will increase and uh, we'll just urge you know customers to, to get there early so they can check in their bags and have time to make their plans and keep pay attention to their apps uh, while they um, travel.
1: Jeremy, are you able to gauge the demand for Thanksgiving and maybe even at, at, you know I, know I know it's quite a bit of distance between now and, and Christmas, but people are already making plans. Are you able to gauge the, the demand for some of these fights and say, okay, we're, we're booking, we're trending more now than we were at the same time last year?
2: Well, just looking at the numbers, you know, the 10% increase year over year, uh, we would expect a little bit more uh, this year during Thanksgiving and Christmas. Okay, uh, So we're anticipating that, um, and uh, we'll be able, we'll be there to support that.
1: Okay, I got less than a minute left. Uh, did you want to mention anything as far as brick-and-mortar projects at the airport? Anything else that we missed out folks need to know?
2: Uh, you know, with the, with the growth that we've had year over year, uh, we're excited to start, start working on a terminal capacity study. And so this study will, will help us look into the future and where uh, forecast demands take us and where the current trends are taking us so that way we know where to make areas of the terminal more efficient, uh, areas where we're feeling a little pinched, um, where we need to make improvements, and then that will go to the next step on um, conceptual plans, estimates, uh, funding sources, and then eventually design Is that
1: study up and running 18. already, Jeremy? Is that, that study up and running? Yes. Yeah.
2: We are in the process of starting that. Okay.
1: And how long will that study last? A year or two, or how long?
2: That's about a 12 to 18-month uh,
1: Okay. Study. Jeremy, thank you for the update. Appreciate your time today. Jeremy Santascoi, Interim Director of Aviation at McAllen International Airport.
0: It's called the Radiopotomy app. Find it in your Google Play or Apple App Store. From your friends at News Talk 710 KURV. You're listening to the best of the Valley's morning news. Here's Sergio. Download the free app for
1: 710 KURV and all our sister stations at Radio United crisp, clear audio, and access to previous programs from 710-K-U-R-V. Only at Radio Para Me. Download it. It's free. We welcome back to the program Ron Garza. He is with UTRGV. He's an Associate Vice President of Workforce and Economic Development. And today's topic, Ron, is something called the Recompete Grant that I heard some city leaders mention to me uh, the other day. So... Let's start there. What is that? Where's it coming from? How might it help folks attain some employment around here?
3: Yes, sir. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, so this is, you know, this is a program of EDA, uh, terms of the Economic Development Administration, and formerly it's called the Distressed Area Recompete Pilot Program. So it, it it truly is a unique opportunity. I think one of the most unique opportunities with this program is it called for you to define your region, you to define your solutions, and basically it was a blank canvas for you to create your own, uh, projects to impact, you know, your poverty in your area, and, and really it's all about job creation and employment. So um, you know, we submitted what's called the Phase One, uh, application. And this is, I mean, first off, it, this is extremely competitive. Um, you know, right now in phase one, there's going to be thousands of, of applications submitted. Sometime in December, we'll find out if we're one of 20 that are formally invited to go to the next phase, which then they'll, they'll be awarding about five throughout the country. Hmm. But I, you know, in my experience, especially in the Valley, I, I don't think another opportunity has fit our needs uh, more than this particular uh, grant opportunity and mm-hmm. what is amazing is the collaboration that we have already um created just in developing this proposal so you know obviously we are we are uh, really hopeful that we'll be one of those uh regions funded but even if we aren't i think we've already created some some internal collaborative infrastructure that I think will have some, some sustaining impact.
1: Would you describe it as a regional effort where UTRGV, maybe y'all were the, the point entity, or is, does this involve the Council of Governments that you were part of at one time, or maybe even the, the Valley Chamber? Who, who takes point on this to try to land those millions sure. for the area?
3: yeah so so utrgv uh we are the the what's called the principal applicant so we are leading what we have established that's called the rgv recompete coalition so we have nearly 50 different entities uh all four counties of you know cameron hidalgo star Willacy. uh really unique also all five institutions of higher education in the valley and then obviously we have our state partners like region one workforce solutions and the COG of course, the COG, uh, different nonprofits, you know, many different cities and almost every economic development organization or corporation in the Valley. So this is what was really neat about this that we started, we started assembling this, uh, the notice of opportunity came out in June, but we had been watching this, but in, Jan- in July we really got to work and we utilized so many different networks. Obviously UTRGV's network across the four counties you know Judge Cortez was instrumental in his leadership with the Hidalgo County Prosperity Task Force so we already had you know different pockets of these coalitions obviously there's there's a great spirit right now across the region you know in in the collaboration here so so we came together and we operationally created this 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 strategy so so three distinct strategies and 10 you know separate projects and I think what we're really proud of not only the collaboration, uh, but also the um, the different perspectives we brought on the issue. So three distinct strategies, and one the main one, uh, which is a lot of the, the the projects is workforce development. Okay. The second strategy revolves around our entrepreneurship development, our small businesses. Uh, so those first two are really about you know connecting local resources connecting local people to local jobs and you know building that longevity of our small businesses and that last strategy that's where we start refining and and doing the new industry recruitment so it it was our it was our premise that you know we have to build a stronger internal infrastructure of filling our local jobs uh, before we can really recruit those new robust opportunities so this has been an all-hands-on-deck, you know, RGB Partnerships, a, a big partner, you know, Vida Valley Initiative for Development Advancement. and Like I said, nearly 50 people came together in this coalition, uh, contributed, and we took operational infrastructure with everybody. So what this really did was uh, not just bolster what we have, but really cl- we identified the gaps in all our services, and we tried to, to use strategies to close those gaps.
1: Ron Garza from UTRGV, Associate Vice President of Workforce and Economic Development, joining us. How big is that paycheck? If the Commerce Department were to choose us from the numerous entities nationwide, and then we make the final 20, and then we're among the, the top five to get a big grant from Commerce Department for this, how, how big would it be, and does it go directly to economic development offices and their recruitment efforts to sure. try to sweeten the pie?
3: so so they're saying they didn't really put a cap on this but they're they're averaging that their awards will be between 20 and 50 million uh, but it could be upwards of that so our initial proposal went in at 85 million dollars so what we'll do and we wanted to make sure that we equitably distributed this and the impacts will be for every resident across all four counties of the valley so so what we'll do actually is UTRGV is the recipient of those funds, but then we'll sub-award that, and the majority of all the funds will go through the five institutions, of uh, the other four institutions of higher education, which is South Texas College, mm-hmm. you know, Texas a and you know, McAllen Campus, Texas Southmost College, TSTC, and of course, you know, UTRGV. So, uh, but this is a, you know, we're working with every economic development corporation, um, we are we, we put in there, you know, to bolster some of our outreach efforts. Uh, you know, RGV Partnership is about to launch a really aggressive regional marketing campaign. So we put in a project dedicated to, to help bolster that. So it, it is, these 10 projects really kind of go across the gamut of, of all our needs. But the main one is around ensuring that we can graduate all these students across those five institutions. Because there's a lot of barriers to, to to receiving your credentials. So we wanted to initially, you know, remove those barriers, pro- provide these wraparound supports. But then, you know, with our partners at the Workforce Solutions, make sure that the institutions of higher ed play a more active role in actually doing the job placement to local opportunities. Okay. As you know, Sergio, Sergio, we lose some of our talent, you know, to to outside jobs. We want to play that more active role to connect the dots, because we, we have, you know, local jobs that are unfilled, that are high wage, above $20 an hour.
1: Yeah.
3: So we really need yeah. to start to ensure that that doesn't exist.
1: Sure, and um, i got about 30 seconds left, Ron, but it, I hope we do win this and find out early next year and maybe can land those tens of millions on here, because it sounds to me like this would be an opportunity for local economic development offices sweeten the proposals and say, hey, look, we got millions Absolutely. ready for you for for a training curriculum for whatever it is that you're doing. And with all the industry headed this way, with liquefied natural gas and computer chip manufacturing, all that stuff, yeah, I think we're going to need some of that for rapid response uh, training. Ron, thank you and continued that's, that's success. We, we wish you the best, and we hope we, we land that grant. From UTRGV, Vice President Workforce Economic Development, Ron Garza.
4: Hello. Hello. Having our voice heard. That's right. Yeah. You live and you learn. Exactly right. right. This is our country. Use
5: your heads on this stuff. Bingo. Sick of the talking heads. I agree with you. Talk, 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 talk. Hello. Hello.
0: Yes, I'm here. I'm just listening. Yes.
5: No. Yeah. No. Thanks
3: for taking my call. Yeah. Everyone is so smart. They are so dumb. Who is she the judge?
0: stand up to do something. Thank you. The Valley's only news talk station, News Talk 710 KURV. You're listening to the best of the Valley's morning news. Here's Sergio. Economic Development Update, City of Mission, Teclo Garcia,
1: and joining us again. Let's start with some of the data that you're looking at. I know we were set to talk about some of the sales and other numbers. So let's let's share that first, Teclo.
5: Uh, yeah, hi, good morning. Here in Mission, we're not as big as some of the other communities, but our percentages continue to, to rise. I think like most other communities, we're up, not just here in the Valley, but in Texas in terms of retail sales. Uh, we're up about 5% over last year, or this fiscal year, rather, 2023, which ended on September 30th compared to the same period last year we're up almost 6% on sales tax. Now, the year before, we were up double digits. Uh, this year, have come back to reality, but we're still up, and we're still up 5%, so that's good.
1: 10-4, yeah, and probably some of that likely affected by inflation where some of the collection numbers were just inflated. But it's good to see that 6% for this year is a step ahead yeah. of 3.7, 3.8, which is the national inflation, which means we're still yeah. in the black, which is another, pretty good.
5: Another factor, Sergio, was... Uh, some of the federal spending and uh, some of the uh, pent-up demand spending that people did in 2022 and a little bit in early 2023 has slowed down. And so that's another factor.
1: You mentioned to me in text that you might have some bridge numbers to share how, how we're doing over at what, Anseldewis?
5: The Anseldewis bridge has really uh, kicked in the gear, again, through the fiscal year, which runs from October to September. I have numbers through the end of August. It can handle commercial empty trucks, right, going south. And Truck traffic is up 38%. If you look at the overall number, it's it's really small. There was only 37,000 truck crossings in fiscal year 23, but it's a 38% jump over the year before that. And, of course, we've got about 15 months or so that the facilities are finished at the Anzalduas Bridge, and and then we'll be able to move uh, our commercial vehicles uh, both ways. But that's a really good indication for us some months we were up 66%, 69%, 70% over last year by full number that's like a 4500 like in august 4500 trucks crossed commercial empties crossed the bridge going south so for us that's that's a that's okay. a good number because before it was in, two, in the 2000 range now we're almost at 5000 and then you know personal vehicles also up significantly 22% right now that number for the year is 1.247 million By the end of the year, once we get the September numbers in, we're going to have more than 2.5 million cars, maybe close to 3 million uh, cars going back and forth on the Anza and that's really good news because uh, those, those are shoppers, those are travelers, goes to show where we're going. That number, and you know, our friends in FAR, they concentrate on commercial vehicles, but that passenger vehicle number is twice the number of passenger cars that they uh, facilitate in FAR.
1: The 30% increase for a fiscal year on the truck traffic, that is the empties, right? That's the 30% increase in traffic because of the empties.
5: Closer to 40%, 38%.
1: Okay, very well there. Teclo Garcia from... Mission Economic
6: Development, our guest. Yeah, Techlo Tim Sullivan mm-hmm. here. I understand that you've hey, been doing sir. some traveling, uh, some economic development missions. Where have you been? What conferences have you attended, and and what have you come back with?
5: Well, I'll, I'll start with I was in I was in California uh, uh, two weeks ago um, at, a, at a at a national conference um, uh, for asset building, and then and then also went to a, a much smaller uh, get together for. Um, to promote Mission and the and the and the Valley uh, in front of uh, uh, Southern California developers, and so both meetings were good. Um, uh, our friends from far were at the at the second conference in terms of you know trying to promote the region in front of these uh, developers in Southern California. That was good. And then um, last week, just about you know everyone who's in economic development uh, in Texas attended the. Uh, Texas Economic Development Council state meetings. This is the Economic Developers statewide meeting, which a lot of networking to do, a lot of things to, to learn about. Uh, there were some folks who were talking about how to use AI in economic development, which was kind of eye-opening. I also met, you know, on the side, you know, with some folks that wanted to do a deal in in mission. There's one thing that, Tim, that a lot of uh, folks talk about at these EDC meetings is that, and this happened to me in Utah as well. I was at one of these international economic development conferences in Utah several years ago. The president of the International Economic Development Council said hey who here from texas who's here from texas hmm. he goes raise your hand and we raise our hand and he goes everybody else get with them because <laughs> texas knows how to be
6: perfect with regards to your visit to southern california the asset building conference are you kind of following on the heels of governor abbott and trying to bring some california jobs to texas uh, specifically south texas
5: this was kind of a baby step for us we have never done that before here more of exploratory, but yes, that that is the idea. The asset building conference was more about how do we get to affordable housing, um, how to create opportunities within the community for those who can't get necessary incentives, big incentives for their relocation. And we're talking about small businesses or other kind of non-traditional economic development aspects. I had a meeting with Majestic, which is the largest privately held developer of business parks or industrial parks in the country and they're doing about a well, several hundred acre development in far they're doing about a 2,000 acre development in laredo but it was good to hear from them what they're thinking and they're really bullish on the border their primary focus of all the parks they have to north texas california arizona the east coast they're focusing a lot of their energy on the border not just here but in california as well because mm. They see that as a big winner for the short term going forward.
1: Techno Garcia, Director of Economic Development Efforts for our city of Mission. You had mentioned something, referenced something called the San Antonio Project. I know you probably have something to say about the, the seed building.
5: Yeah. Yeah. San Antonio just landed a huge manufacturer a British based manufacturer that is going to create 1500 jobs in San Antonio. They had a big announcement this past week and uh, they had the governor's staff there. And that announcement, even though it's three and a half, four hours away from us, shouldn't be lost on us because if they're building a manufacturer that's auto related or steel related in San Antonio, there's one way they're going to get their supplies and that's from Mexico. Mm -hmm. And that is for us to understand how can we capitalize on that? How can we use our bridges and our our truck drivers and other service providers to take care of that? There was an interesting article I read last year in the Site Selector magazine where they were talking about San Antonio, and they talked to the county judge. I think it was in Medina County, which is just west of San Antonio, which is the Hondo area. Mm. And she said, our biggest asset is Laredo. Mm. (laughs) I was like, wow. So we need to keep in mind what's happening in San Antonio because – San Antonio is not the border. And we can help San Antonio in a lot of ways, drive traffic toward them, and we can become that crossing point of choice for the manufacturers that work on both sides. Every truck that crosses the border is $20 instead of $3. That would mean a lot. And with that comes investment in warehousing and uh, yeah, other jobs. So, yeah, uh, we can definitely need to keep an eye on that.
1: All right. Yeah, that'd be a windfall for more development. Around the bridge, yes, uh, having northbound sure. traffic coming in about, in about 15 months and beforehand. Any new arrivals worth mentioning right now?
5: We Here at the Seed, I wanted to mention something. Thanks for bringing that up. Um, here at the Seed building, is, is as y'all know, it's a 55,000 square foot um, uh, collaboration space, um, the small business incubator. And... Uh, We've been really proud to, to announce here recently that we've had Texas Women's University move in here, Wayland Baptist, University of Texas, Rio Grande Valley moved, moved an office of the Small Business Development Center in here. And recently something they're really proud of is uh, CG5, which is an architectural firm raised here in, in Mission, moved into the building a few years ago they've expanded a little bit and now they're up to six members on their team they're going to open an office in san antonio they just moved from a small office in our building to a bigger office where they can accommodate all their new employees inside this building we have 25 tenants and cg5 architects charlie garcia is the principal is growing his firm to exactly what we would like to see businesses kind of incubated here we've got a lot of firms like that but his is an example that, that we'd like to, you know, shed some light
1: on. Teclo, thank you for the update. Best Thank of you, luck. Teclo.
5: Of course. Thank you for the time, guys. I appreciate it.
1: Teclo Garcia with Mission
0: Economic Development. Hey, as long as you're scrolling through your phone, checking out your friend's latest Instagram post, take a moment to download the Radio Parami app. Take the app with you wherever you are and whatever you're doing. Stay updated with top and bottom of the hour news and the latest weather forecast. Plus, you can listen live to local talk shows, nationally syndicated programs, and listen to previous interviews you might have missed, all in crystal clear digital audio. It's called the Radiopotami app. Find it in your Google Play or App App Store from your friends at News Talk 710 KURV. You're listening to the best of the Valley's morning news. Here's Sergio.
1: This is NewsTalk 710 KURV, this radio station exclusive play-by-play home for Houston Astros baseball. Thank you to our many supporters including FNT Valley Motorsports and Riverside Development Services and also Hess Air. And we say welcome to our mayor, 710 KURV broadcasting from Mission, Texas, or our mayor is Nori Gonzalez Garza. And yesterday, Wednesday, State of the City, first ever State of the City address by our mayor in Mission. Well, Mission. um, Mayor, I want to say that the the theme, if you build it, they will come. Genius, genius theme. I mean, it (laughs) fits perfectly with the economic reality of Mission and the Valley right now. It's, of course, a baseball theme. But, uh, yeah, you build and look at all the economic prosperity that we we could have.
4: That's right. That's right. Actually, that was that was um, uh, part of my uh, uh, election process uh, thought, you Mm -hmm. know, that um, infrastructure is just so important um, because, you know, like I've said before so many times that when businesses want to come into an area, they don't want to wait 18 months to to three years to get um, infrastructure done so they can start building. So we need to be ready, and that's what we're doing in mission.
1: Yeah, you kind of touched on all those things yesterday a bit. So we'll visit that uh, momentarily. I, I was told by someone doing the, the prep work for this, that, yeah, the theme, if you build it, they will come. That was your brainchild, and it was confirmed by uh, right. the marketing promise, Edna Desaro. Who said she had a dream yes. about baseball? And then both of y'all started talking. Yes. And said, "All right, let's go with it. <laughs> let's do the uh, the whole baseball <laughs> thing for this." So yes. let's start with the the issues of of drainage, which you, that that was your your first pitch uh, yesterday. Uh, some of the yes. drainage project you mentioned something called Project Gabriel. If I wrote it down right, what is that? Uh, yes. Mayor, Th- that
4: project is uh, specific to a subdivision named um, El Valle subdivision. Um, it's on the west side of Mission, on uh, north of uh, 495 and Inspiration. So, um, in one of our rain events uh, that we had, um, you know, that subdivision suffered extreme flooding, and uh, those residents actually had waist-high uh, waters. So uh, that was that was our most important and most critical project, and and that got uh, that is in the works, and almost done. So that uh, that's a, a good thing. Mm-hmm.
1: Plenty of mentions of transportation infrastructure as well. Yes. New connectors to yes. I-2 and, and, of course, the bridges. A quick recap of that, if you would.
4: Right, right. So that's very important because next year we're going to have uh, the traffic open for commercial trucks both southbound and northbound. And so we want to get that traffic out to their destination as, as quickly as possible. So the the way to do that is have a direct connect to uh, to I two from from uh, Lewis Highway or, or Bryan Road, and uh, so that we wouldn't have that uh, the traffic waiting on Bryan Road to mm-hmm. get to uh, Interstate two. So that's uh, that's going to be such an impactful uh, project uh, once it gets done. Um, not just for mission, but for, for the whole area.
1: Our mayor in mission, Nori Gonzalez-Garza, joining us on the morning news.
4: Yeah,
6: Mayor Tim Sullivan here. Let me ask you on on that uh, similar subject, what is the status of the proposal for a new international bridge just upriver from Anzalduas in in Madero? What was a proposal, I believe, for a truck and rail bridge?
4: Right. that um, We put that... Kind of not necessarily on a back burner, but um, we're focusing on the expansion right now at Anzalduas. Um We're there is a possibility, hopefully for for an for an, another bridge, we may probably get a little bit further west than what we originally proposed. We did do a feasibility study uh, on that particular site, and it and it wasn't all that. Uh, uh, it wasn't the optimum location, hmm. so we're still we're still working on that and and hoping that that uh, uh, we're not going to let it go. We're not going to let that idea go, but it just probably needs to be moved a little bit further west.
6: Okay, uh, wasn't able to attend the uh, state of the city meeting yesterday, so I, I was wondering uh, if you addressed anything about. Your downtown, the central city. Well, what's the outlook for downtown mission? Any, uh, let's say, storefront refurbishings in the works, renovating the border theater, any of that uh, in the planning stages?
4: It is in the planning stages. Uh, we, we have, uh, we, we've recently um, um, started a downtown revitalization committee mm. um, that's going to work hand-in-hand with our MEDC. Um, there, there will be, uh, and there actually there have been, but it just hasn't been uh, promoted as, as well as I'd like it to be, uh, for grants to to uh, renovate um, any building in downtown. So there's there's uh, and it's a hundred percent grant. Um, it's a. Uh, uh, Are those
6: state grants?
4: It's a. Uh, it's not a state grant. It's it's through our MEDC <laughs> oh, okay. funding. Mm-hmm yes yes
1: or mission mayor so nori go ahead mayor yes.
4: yes we're we're excited about that we're gonna we're just gonna you know we're actually gonna go knock on doors and and get people to get excited about re- redoing their their uh facades and, and and upgrade their electrical and plumbing and everything else that needs to be done because you know uh, if you're if if your facility isn't a up to, up to code, you know, it doesn't matter what it looks like on the outside, So,
0: <laughs> Our
1: Mayor admission, Nori Gonzalez-Garza, we're talking about the first-ever State of the City address this week for our City of Mission, uh, some of the uh, topics of, of conversation. Yes, uh, One note, uh, I put an asterisk, I think you said it was 52% growth in sales tax revenue over the past, what was it, Mayor, like four years? Over the past four years, 52% growth?
4: Over over the i uh, guess uh, uh, over the past 4 years we've had a 52% increase in, in retail sales and that's just amazing that's amazing and that just tells tells you that that uh, mission is the place to be uh, it, that says a lot about the new arrivals
1: and the new restaurants and new yes. service providers and and, and businesses yes. in the area yes, over the past 4 years yeah the, the, the boom there were two major right. projects that you were talking about the Killiam uh, development also Yes. Uh, the roads development, if you want to touch on those two that are providing a, a lot of construction numbers for the area.
4: Yes. Yes, they are. We are so happy uh, to have the Rhodes family and the Killam family here in in Mission. Uh, you know, the Killams took over what used to be the the, the hunt property, uh, and they've done an amazing job. Um, they're they're bringing in and, – and, you know, they've got a an industrial park that's, that's – uh, it hasn't been finished. Uh, it hasn't been built out yet. It's mm-hmm. in the process, but it's all—it's practically already sold out, which that's—that's that's a great thing, and that's in anticipation to the, to the uh, uh, expansion of our Anteluis Bridge.
1: Excellent, excellent.
4: Um, yes, yes, yes. We're we're very excited about that, and, and the Rhodes family has been developing in Mission for for quite a while, and they do an excellent job. They 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 uh, build out beautiful homes. Um, they have a uh, they've been very very good partners with the city of mission they've donated uh, land for one of our biggest parks um, of course they, they donated the land for the, the butterfly center as well so they've been very very good partners and neighbors and, and we're just so excited to have those two companies here I
1: think you mentioned that the roads development what is it like 25 2600 Um,
4: 2,600
1: acres, yes. Of that that massive development. All right. Mayor, congratulations, and thank you for your time. We wish you continued success. That's our mayor in mission, Nori Gonzalez Garza.
0: KURV. You're listening to the best of the Valley's morning news. Here's Sergio. Roy Rodriguez is our city manager for the city of
1: McAllen. Man, we got several projects we need to catch up with. Roy, let me uh, go to uh, some of the ones that are lower, um, actually deeper into all the pages of work you have over there. The new transportation hub and North McAllen on 23rd. Tell me about that, and then we can work from that center point.
7: Yeah, that's an exciting project that we have been um, planning for many years. It's probably about 95% complete. We've got actually two facilities going up in the immediate area. It's the um, transfer station for Metro as well as the new parks office. The parks office is complete. We're going through a punch list right now. Uh, and planning the grand opening uh, for for both facilities, so we're very excited about increasing uh, capacity for our metro and uh, adding new routes.
1: That's Lagos, north part of the city, as y'all and uh, and also private investors look to fill in the gaps. Tell me about the latest projects that you see. City's working on also private investment, new neighborhoods, things that you see over in North McAllen.
7: Well, you know, one of the reasons that we are um, adding the, the transfer station is because we are growing to the north. You know, that is our growth corridor and potential, and we've annexed uh, those areas. And, in fact, Tres Lagos was one of those that requested voluntary annexation. And so uh, Tres Lagos is a TERS. It's a tax increment reinvestment zone, and they're required to provide a report to the city commission at least once a year. And they did that, in fact, last month. They're ahead of schedule uh, in their construction, and and like I said, we're looking to add routes to Tres Lagos and to UTRGV uh, as part of the expansion to our to our metro.
1: Latest on the arrival of Soho, high tech, computer chip manufacturing, and other benefits from that. What can you tell us about that big job creator headed headed this way?
7: Yeah, so that, uh, that's still on schedule. Um, Zoho hired their engineers to do their design for their facility, and they're well on their way. They've got both an architect for the project as well as a civil engineer, and the civil engineer is a local uh, friend of ours here. Uh, and what we're waiting for is the uh, response from FEMA. We expect a positive response because basically they give you a guideline of what you've got to do in order to remove a, a property from a uh, flood zone. And so uh, our engineers did that, and then we expect a positive answer. We had expected that answer to come by October 31st. So uh, it, hopefully it will be here in the next few weeks. Uh, we'll get the answer.
1: Raise the entire property. Put everything on cinder blocks all across that area. Make sure you can meet the the flood code. Uh, by when do you think Soho will be built and be up and running? What's the potential date? Well, for them? I'll
7: tell you what, Hill, they're very anxious to get started. So as soon as we get the, the the green light from FEMA, I expect them to to break ground. And so if things go fairly well, it's very possible and 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 even probable that they'll break ground in 2023. So before the end of this year, they'll break ground to start construction. All
1: right. Roy Rodriguez is our city manager in McAllen, I know folks in economic development. In uh, this the city and other friends helping nearby, been very tight-lipped about uh, another major uh, high-tech project headed this way. All I want to know is if we're still in the running for that. It'd be nice to know that we got a, another big arrival sometime in the future.
7: We're still in the running, said Hill. You know, when you get a project of that magnitude, you know, it's it's a complicated situation with a lot of parties involved. Obviously, in this case, you know, even the state of Texas and school districts and so on. But we're still in the running, and uh, and we expect, you know, to be the winner, as we always do. Uh, if it doesn't happen, it won't be because of lack of, of work on our part and yeah. the MedC's
1: part. Yeah, everybody pulling in so, the yeah, same direction. We're, we're still working on it. All right, everybody pulling in the same direction, uh, including Texas, um, state of Texas, I understand. Okay, so uh, construction numbers in the area, how are we doing these days? Or other economic data, maybe sales, other things that are catching your eye for McAllen?
7: Yeah, pretty steady. Uh, we just got our report last week on sales tax revenue. Um, again, we we're above 4%. So we're kind of stabilizing and getting back to normal, uh, as, as McAllen is used to. Uh, still, 4% for the kinds of revenues that we bring in is still, still a lot of money. And so we feel really confident about uh, our position moving forward. Construction is steady. You know, we hit a boom a few years ago. Uh, you know, again, we leveled off a little bit, but still very strong. Uh, that's why the mayor and commission were able to lower the property tax rate again this year. And uh, and, and we'll continue to do that. If our numbers continue to remain the way they are, uh, we're, we're going to do everything we can to help
1: our community. Puerto Rodriguez city manager for McCown. latest on the uh, Bowie Reservoir, transfer of that. What, what can you tell us?
7: That's another big project that we're working on. Uh, we're doing, you know, some preliminary uh, work there. Uh, the next thing will, will be to start designing the actual uh, emptying of the reservoir and, uh, and filling it. You know, this has been in the works a long time, right? And so right before COVID, we were, you know, we were working on this, and then we just put a halt to it for obvious reasons, and we're back. And so, hopefully, this this time we're going to give it everything we've got and make it work. The city commission's totally committed to this project, and uh, and as you know, we built a new reservoir some 15 years ago uh, in order to develop this site. So you know, it's been a long time coming.
1: Are we putting a rush to this in order to help us develop that land right off the freeway, or maybe we have a potential a potential suitor that's asking for that land?
7: I'm not going to say that we've got a rush on it because we want to do it right. We've got one shot at this, right? And uh, this is prime property uh, on the expressway next to La Plaza Mall Mm -hmm. in close proximity to the airport. And so we're not in a rush, but we do have a very detailed plan of what we want to have out there. So, you know, uh, the combination of those two things should bring us a a good product uh, that the community will be proud of.
1: Okay, real quick, before I let you go, what's on the calendar right now? Big activities, other events you want folks to know uh, in the coming days?
7: Well, you know, as always, we've got a lot of things going on. We've got Fiesta de Palmas um, uh, celebration uh, at the convention center. We do so much out there. I'm so proud of our staff because it's nonstop. Uh, They know the value of what they put together for the community, so we've got that uh, we're very busy. You know, we just started the new fiscal year and so we you know we commit ourselves again to construction, uh, purchasing of equipment and so on. So a uh, very busy time of year for us.
1: All right, Roy. Thank you for the update. Roy Rodriguez, our city manager Thank for you. the City of Picala. This is the only radio station in the Rio Grande Valley for the news and information you need to know. We are News Talk seven ten K URV. Discover our Facebook page, 710 K U R V, also Twitter. I'm Sergio Sanchez and my email is Sergio at KURV Thank you for listening to News Talk 710 K U R V.
0: As long as you're scrolling through your phone checking out your friend's latest Instagram post, take a moment to download the Radio Potomy app. Take the app with you wherever you are and whatever you're doing.